Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Uh, Corey Palm, Tanner Lipset, and uh, Tony Ursland with you. Season two, episode one, boys. We, we made it through the first season. It was We're a hell of a season, but we made it through. We're back. <laughs> Good to be back. Uh, uh, let's, let's jump right into it. Uh, I know uh, you, you can tell my color. It's not just popping off the white shirt. I got some sun this summer. Tony, I can tell you get some sun. Uh, Tanner, you're looking a little pale, buddy. You need to get out on the... Thanks, man. I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm I am scared of sunlight. I spend most days sitting in my my office in my house now, and so um, I, I keep the windows open. I, I don't know why that's not helping. I, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so anyway, killing me. Did 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 y'all have a good summer? I I did. I did. It was. Um, you know, somewhat normal once we got into the flow and things loosened up a little bit here in Indiana. Um, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the summer from a wrestling perspective, but obviously had uh, some time to spend time with my family and my wife. Uh, you know, it was, that was great. It was, it was nice just to be able to relax and um, kind of sit back and, and reflect and plan and, and get ready for what is going to definitely be a different year. But, you know, as I, as I told the team, right, the, 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 the path changes, right? The path to where you want to go often changes, but the goals stay the same, and that's no different for us. So uh, it was nice just to be able to relax and plan and, and think of different ways that we can be better and get to where we want to go and, and still have time with the family, which I'm sure you guys did as well. Tony, Tony trying to get in early on understatement of the year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, got a, you got an early entry on that. So did you go anywhere, Coach? I did. Uh, we were fortunate we got away um, uh, northern Minnesota, um, up, up on a lake up there. Uh, okay. we, so, we socially distanced from everybody, um, you know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a very quiet weekend. The closest town, I think, was around 250 people. That was, you know, several miles from us. So it was a nice, quiet week, and uh, we, we really enjoyed it. And then we've had a few weekend, you know, getaways here and there as well. Just, you know, keep your sanity. So uh, uh, overall, I can't complain. Uh, my batteries are recharged and, and here we are ready to run. We did a, uh, we had a similar trip. We actually went twice to, uh, my wife has a place way up in Northwest Michigan. I actually, just for fun, when we were up there, looked and uh, the county that their, that their cabin is in has had a total of 75 cases since March. So um, we, we felt pretty socially distanced pretty and, safe. Uh, and safe up there. Yeah. When there's yep. no people, I mean, it's, I, you know, I don't know if you can catch it from the mosquitoes or not, but, um, but yeah, we, we, we were, we were out there. So good times. Those mosquitoes are a different breed up there in Northern Michigan and uh, Northern Minnesota. Man. Right. They'll carry you away. <laughs> they, uh, they are, they are no joke and they're everywhere. So yeah. it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, Coach, since we last spoke, we've got some new faces on the scene. Um, most notably, uh, we we inked a late graduate transfer. Um, tell me, tell me more about the the newest Boilermaker. Uh, you know, Jamarcus Grant, uh, heavyweight. You know, coming from Oregon State, he uh, we found out late in the process, obviously, that he was looking for a home and was looking to get his MBA. So he did get into Craner. And once we knew he was accepted, uh, we kind of moved on him. We had been talking to him, right, as you do through lots of Zoom calls and felt like he was a good fit for us. He has one year of eligibility left. We definitely have a need uh, at heavyweight. 
And, um, you know, just a, a guy who was really looking to push himself, you know, hasn't accomplished what he wanted uh, yet in the sport, but seemed like he really had his priorities straight, wants to be pushed, wants to be tested, wants to be surrounded by people who will do that, not just from a coaching standpoint, but, but from a team uh, standpoint. So I think he felt really comfortable uh, with us. And, and obviously the education, as always, with Purdue fits. So uh, just really excited to bring him in. He is a smaller uh, heavyweight, smaller-ish, but, but a very athletic guy, has some very good skill sets. You know, I think if he can make another jump in his mindset and his training, you know, he can be a handful for some very good kids. You know, he's got skills. Um, you know, I think he's just got to kind of, uh, you know, push himself to reach that next level. You know, we've had a lot of success in recent years uh, with the smaller heavyweights. You know, you look at a guy like Jacob Aben, who, who came up and rose to the challenge, did some big things late in his career. And then obviously, you know, you look at what uh, Thomas Panola did last year. So um, yep. it's been a nice little, little trend for the Boilermakers. It's not, not foreign territory to us. And so, um, you know, like you said, he, he's, he can be a good fit for us. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, obviously, you know, I was a 177 pounder, which equates to 184 today. So I grew up wrestling and coaching the upper weights, you know, kind of those 165 pound guys on up. So the big guys are near and dear to my hearts. You know, I want them to be be tough and solid. And, and like I said, I see a lot of potential in Jamarcus. A lot of this is going to be up to him, but I think he has his priorities straight. He seems to have a great attitude, uh, good energy. And so I do. I, I look forward to him joining the team and, and what he'll add. He, uh, he has a lot of fun little overlaps with, uh, with you and in, in his history, um, being coached by Tucker Lane at Northern Colorado. And then uh, – you know, wrestling up at Oregon State for, for Coach Zaleski. And so I, I, thought, I thought that was an interesting kind of like history for him to indirectly wind up with you. Yeah, there's no doubt when we started talking, we had a lot of uh, commonalities to talk about, right? Uh, Jimmy, who had coached me, he was the assistant coach at Iowa, as you kind of mentioned. So Jimmy was my coach, and then I had Coach Tucker while at Nebraska. So and as we have discussed before, wrestling is a very small community, right? Very small, loyal community, lots of connections that are intertwined there. But yeah, it's, we, we know a lot of the same people. And so, uh, you know, I think he knows what he's getting into, you know, as far as what I expect and, and what we demand here. And uh, he's looking forward to that. Let me, um, let me jump okay. in on that real quick. Absolutely. How important is it? I mean, wrestling's, it's a, it's a, it's a combat sport. Everybody understands the level it takes to, you know, attain greatness and, and really just even compete, you know, you've got to be dialed in. But how important is it for you when, you when you're looking at a perspective, especially with a short clock, he's got one year, he needs to know the expectation coming in. And, you know, for him to have a couple years uh, under Coach Zaleski to, to know that expectation, did that, does that play into it at all when you're looking at him? Yeah, I think, you know, you feel comfortable and, and when you're getting a guy right who's a senior he's a, in a different place in life as far as understanding the priorities and what's demanded of you each program can be different right I mean Jimmy's going to run his program his way I'm, I'm a different guy but uh, I certainly you know having wrestled under Jimmy I know his expectations he, he understands what it takes to be good and so the expectation he's already used to he understands that now how we get there can be a little different you know training techniques or mindset some of those things but no, I, I think he has the maturity to understand maybe where he, you know, some of his shortcomings were before, why he didn't get the results he wanted. Uh, and he seems very open um, to embracing what we're doing. And that's what you want when you're on a short clock, 
you know, um, you can't have somebody where you're going to have to fight hard tooth and nail to change old habits, right? right? I mean, you just don't have that time. You really need to get a guy who's, who's coachable, is going to have a great attitude, um, but still have the, the talents and the skill sets that can, then can help him. And that's certainly what I, I saw in Jamarcus. He has the, the skill sets and the talent, and I've, I've really enjoyed his attitude. So I think, you know, he's going to be open and, and, like I said, wants to be pushed. Uh, so we, we expect him to make a jump, honestly. We, we think uh, we wouldn't have brought him in if we didn't think he was a good fit with our culture and work ethic, as well as, you know, having the, the, the tools to have some kind of an impact on our program. Anybody more excited to get their hands on Jamarcus than Elaine Wanstreet? <laughs> you know, uh, well, Shaney could be another guy in line. Yeah, right? that's I mean, fair. You know, those two, they, they love, you know, we call them their projects, right? Because those guys where they don't have to lean out and lose weight, you know, they, they've got to put on muscle mass. And so they get to eat those, those you know, calorie shakes and things like that and be in the weight room a lot. So I'm sure both of them are excited to, uh, you know, have another project like Thomas Panola and, uh, and, and really go to work on them. Yeah, second year in a row to uh, to get a project like that, and and it had great results last year with Tom. Obviously, uh, on an even shorter clock, you know, starting right. starting that process in November as opposed to, you know, getting to do it in the summer lead up. Um, when when did uh, when did Jamarcus get on campus? He just got onto campus last week, um, around the seventeenth, maybe nineteenth. Give or take, yeah give or take a day or two, um, you know, with, with obviously COVID, we're not able to just be around the guys all the time, but he rolled in the campus last week, got settled in his apartment. Um, we've had a few zoom calls with the team. And, uh, so he's here and he's, he's ready to go. Um, actually team meeting tomorrow, you know, uh, in person, we're going to meet outside so we can still socially distance, but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, the guys it's, all over Slater Hill. We're going to be all set up. It's going to be yes. great. Love it. That's right. Love yeah, it. That's stadium, stadium seating. <laughs> just to put some stats to his career at Oregon State like you said he had two years in Northern Colorado transferred to uh transferred to Corvallis 32 and 32 overall uh seven you know 500 record last year 17 to 17 finished fifth uh two years ago at, at Pac-12 championships and sixth place last last winter so uh you know like you said he comes in comes in with a good base and uh really looking forward to seeing what you do with him with a year Yep. No, we're Coach, excited. We, um, you know, in addition to Jamarcus, you know, we we were able to get a large part of our our new class on campus this summer. Um, they're coming in. They're moved in. They're getting adjusted. They started class yesterday. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the new bunch? No, uh, you know, I. Listen, so the jury's still out, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> that I'm down on the group. So let. Uh, I'll give We're not even good. making snap judgments around here. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly right. You don't, you know, you've got to be around guys for a long time before you really know who they are, right? You got to see them in a variety of situations. But I will say this, you know, with this being a very different summer and we all know the reason why, I'm telling you, they, you know, a majority of them, and it's a big class, right? I mean, with Jamarcus, it's 11, I think, newcomers. Yeah. Okay. And a large majority of them were here training this summer. They wanted to be here. They didn't have to be because of, you know, because of COVID. It wasn't like we had the same workout structure in Purdue facilities. We had to find way, other ways to get better. And they showed up, man. So, so I'm really excited for them because they wanted to be here. They're committed, right? Like they, they are committed and they've shown the desire to, to get better. 
Okay, so from that standpoint, really excited about this group because they, they showed up. They, they, they came to workouts and they wanted to get better and they didn't have to be, you know, because it was a very different summer. Um, now, from the other standpoint, right, um, you know, we, we need time to see them. We didn't get to have as much of a summer as we normally do. So, you know, you're still getting to know the kids. Uh, I think they are getting a taste of what our expectations are and how we do things day to day but they still haven't had that full experience. So there's still gonna be a, a learning curve going into the fall and this winter. And then that's really what we're gonna look for. We're gonna watch how they approach their work day to day. Uh, I know the kids can wrestle, right? I mean, they, they, they love to wrestle and I know, and we evaluate them, they can wrestle. It's just making sure they understand everything that you need to do day to day to get where you wanna be, you know? And what does that look like? And you know, a lot of people right now, you're going to look at all these roadblocks and they're going to find excuses of why they can't get to be where they want to want to go. And we've got to know, you know, we've got to have a good attitude and we got to find ways to overcome, you know, some of these roadblocks that are built in a little bit. Now you got to do it safe. You know, and I'm not advocating doing anything unsafe, but you've got to, okay, here's, here's the adversity. Here's the roadblocks and how can we work within these, you know, confines and get better. And so showing the young guys what that looks like is what it's going to be this fall excited for them uh, no doubt but but it's going to be really interesting as we get to know these guys um and and how they approach their business it was great to see you know in order to be here they all had to take classes and uh in addition to everything you just said about you know from a wrestling perspective they also got it done in the classroom kids kids came together had about a 3.1 GPA as a group over the summer um, and that was that was very encouraging to see as well yeah uh, a lot of guys like I said um, uh, just about every kid not quite everybody but was here taking classes and working out uh, in the ways that we could so from a commitment perspective I was really happy you know they've shown the drive it's it's you know now it's us right making sure they understand exactly what what needs to happen and then they got to grab that ball and run with it you know, ultimately their careers are in their hands. It's our job to create the environment and show them where they need to go because they haven't been there before. But then they, once they understand that, they got to grab it and run with it, just like other guys have done that before. You know, just like uh, Christian Bruner, Dylan Lydie, you know, with the leadership they gave us last year. These kids, they got to figure out what it takes and then they got to grab that ball and run. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've, we've talked a lot here, Tony, about, you know, it's been very different. It's going to be very different. It's going to, uh, you know, we've had a lot of changes. There's new, new challenges, new roadblocks, um, you know, and something that you constantly say to the guys, and we've talked about this before, but I think that the definition has really changed is, um, you know, we get to wrestle today. You like to say it at practice. You like to say it before duels. You like to say it before tournaments. Um, but I think that it's obviously it's taken on a whole new meaning when you look at the landscape of, of college athletics and, and the world, I mean, yeah, the world in general. Um, and I think the guys, I think they get it. I've heard some of them speak to it, you know, that um, the idea that, that we get to wrestle today has got a whole new meaning to it. Yeah, I uh, definitely, you know, when you when you have your national championship opportunity kind of pulled out from under your feet, you know, a few days before you're, you're due to leave, you figure out real fast that things can change in a hurry. And so it, I'm sure it gave real life experience, you know, and meaning to these kids that, 
you know, it, it's easy to take for granted, right? Like we all fall into those ruts where, you know, every day you wake up and you're doing the same thing and it's just what you do and you don't have to think that much about it and you fall into these, these ruts and, and then it, it does it, you take things for granted and then it's gone and you're, you're left, you know, scrambling. And I think to understand that you need to approach every day, like it's, it's a blessing or, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's an opportunity. It should never be overlooked. And, and I hope that's what these guys as young men kind of learn, you know, that, man, Hey, this is, we get to do something that uh, is special, you know, and, and ultimately probably all of these guys got into this sport because uh, it was fun. You know what I mean? They really enjoyed it. You know, that's why I stayed in it. You know, I, I enjoy getting up every day and, and uh, you know, doing what's necessary to, to get these guys where they want to be. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely new meaning, but it's something that we, you know, we've harped on for a long time just because the grind is real. The work is real, right? It's very hard. Cutting 100%. weight is not easy. Doing everything else necessary to compete is not easy. And if you can keep that attitude right, um, you know, which just means, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity that keeps your attitude right, makes your work ethic better, makes your confidence better. It makes everything, makes your perception of what's going on better. So I just, I really believe in, in that mentality, I guess. And you're absolutely right, though. There's, there's new meaning for all of us in that. I was yeah. talking with another coach, this was a while back, and, you know, I, I talked to a lot of coaches in my job. Um, and, and one of his... Uh, one of, one of his big takeaways, Danny, you guys are talking about challenges. You know, every time you see a challenge or a roadblock, <clears throat> there's two ways that can go, right? It can become something that you overcame or it can become an excuse for your failure. And, and you know, having that right mindset being, okay, I'm going to overcome this. All the challenges that are ahead that we don't even know about yet, we, we know they're there. We just don't know what they are yet. Don't let them be an excuse for your failure. Let them be something that you overcame on your way to success. And it's just, I loved, I loved how we put it that way. And it's, it's part and parcel with what you're saying. You know, we get to do this. We, we have a positive attitude to do this every chance we step on the mat. Cause you just, you never know. No doubt. Grateful for the opportunity to put your foot on the line. Yep. So, Lots of opportunities um, coming. Lots of them. So, um, you know, speaking of opportunity um, and, and speaking of, of some of the changes, uh, Purdue recently launched the More Than a Game Fund with the John Purdue Club, um, you know, due to the postponement of fall sports, um, the, the landscape of, of athletics in the Big Ten has changed drastically. And, and one of the ways we're looking to, to make that up is through the More Than a Game Fund. And, um, you know, this is all, it's going to affect all of us in a, in a very, in a very strong way, whether you are a fan, whether you are a student athlete, whether you are a coach, whether you're an employee. Um, and so, you know, what, what does it mean to you, Tony? And what is it, does it mean to our program? Yeah, I think, um, you know, now more than ever, as you said, it's important to support uh, those programs in that athletic department that, that, you know, that you value, right. Um, uh, they, they need help now, you know what I mean? To continue to provide opportunities for these kids so they can chase their dreams, so they can have these life-changing experiences. You know, you don't have to go very far in talking to people and, and listen to how athletics has changed their life. Like, I truly believe in the educational aspect of, 
you know, of college athletics. I do. I mean, there's just no professional wrestling waiting. And so I really believe in what that is. You know, it's transformational for kids, even if they don't realize it. You know, too often we think that it pays off in getting your hands raised for a national title. And that's true, right? I mean, the, those lessons sometimes come to fruition and they, and they, uh, they pay off in the biggest moments on the brightest stage. But then there's also all these hundreds of kids where that pays off at their first job interview. You know, they sit down with an employer and they talk about their, their history and their experiences and leadership and work ethic or just different things that they bring to the table and it pays off then for those kids. And so I really believe in that aspect of, of what college sports is and, and, and that's worth fighting for uh, to me, right? And so I think now we, we need to fight more than ever and let, let the presidents and the uh, athletic directors um, know that you value the programs and the coaches and the kids and the opportunities and, and how they represent the university. Now, obviously, we're talking about Purdue, right? I mean, uh, that's specifically where I'm coming from. But I just think, too, people in general across the country, you know, support those institutions and let people know that you value what these kids are doing and, and the experiences and and the leaders that it creates. I just think that's huge. I know uh, we get that here at Purdue, and we're going to fight you know, to continue, you know, our strong legacy of, of uh, athletics, but uh, you, you got to support people. You got to let everybody know, um, you know, what you think and, and, and help them out because um, yeah, there's going to be tough times come, but as you guys just said, and what we just alluded to, you know, we should come out stronger the other side. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're you know, there's going to be a different landscape and we'll make changes and we'll adjust, but the goals stay the same. The goals stay the same. So you make adjustments, you figure things out, and you, you uh, come out better on the other side. And that's our goal. Uh, my goal with this team has always been to come out of COVID better. You know, I've said that before, you know, to the team, let's just come out better. Uh, and I, I look at it this from the same way um, with Purdue Athletics or any, you know, college athletic program. Let's just come out better. Let's make changes. Let's make adjustments. Let's figure things out. And let's be uh, better and stronger than uh, how we went in. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Um, more information on that, guys. JPCMoreThanAGame.com. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very worthy, worthy cause, worthy effort um, to support these student athletes and, and have them chase their dreams as we go forward. Um, you know, college athletics has been affected all over the country. You know, uh, countless programs dropped all over the country. I know our friends out at Stanford are fighting to keep their program. Um, you know, University of Iowa just announced some cuts the other day. Uh, this is this is a tough time for these kids and these people that 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 work to support these kids. And um, you know, we we just wish everybody the best as they as they endure what we, what we're doing. And, and we hope that you know the 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 Purdue faithful rise up and 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 help us through to the finish line. Um, yep. And, and listen, I, I, I will say this too, guys. I'm optimistic about this, right? I mean, we are staring down, we're staring down hard times for sure. You know, I think, you know, it's, you know, you need to understand, you got to look at situations realistically. But at the same time, um, I'm very hopeful. I'm very optimistic because I do understand, uh, to me, the power of what college athletics is, you know what I mean? And it's not just big money. And I know we're focused on the money right now, but I, I think we all understand what it, what it is and what it can be for young people. So I am very hopeful. I don't want anybody to take a negative message. I'm hopeful. Uh, we just know we got to roll up our sleeves. Nobody's going to hand you anything. Nobody's going to give you anything. Uh, I tell the guys, 
national championships are hard to win, fellas. You know, they're hard to win even when you're doing everything right. So, you know, we've got to, we've got to roll up our sleeves and we've got to take care of business every day. And I just, I look at this the same way. We've got to roll up our sleeves and we've got to, we got to go take care of business and do everything right. You look at, you know, the, the three guys on this show and how college athletics has dramatically affected our lives, coach, you know, uh, major college student athlete, national champion at Iowa, Tanner played, uh, you know, you play ball. You're like, you're like the opposite end of that spectrum. Play basketball. Played as, played as, a, played as a stretch, but you know, I had a uniform and everything. So hey, you I got a uniform. I, I wasn't even on a team, you know, was, I'm just, was, you know, like you said, it couldn't, it, I could not, I cannot overstate more of, of what a role of how college athletics has shaped my life and the relationships that I made in college um, through basketball and how that shaped me and where that has taken me. Um, I, I would not be sitting right here right now if it weren't for my opportunity to play NCAA sports. And so I hope that that idea and that concept is not lost on people. That is my, that is my hope and my wish and my prayer that, you know, like coach said, you know, this is not about professional sports. This is not about money. This is about opportunities for young people in a way to change their lives. And, um, and that is, I mean, that's the message. Mm -hmm. That is the, the overriding thing that, you know, the joy that it brings people to be able to watch it and support their teams and families in the way that, you know, kids that would not be able to go to college if it were not for athletics. You know, they, 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 have, they have worked hard to be good at their sport and they are afforded an opportunity that they will not get otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, these are the things that I hope are not lost on people. You know, ESPN and, and the other networks, they want to run all the money and they want to run the financial statements and they want to run the, that stuff. And I just, I cannot stress that, I can't stress enough that it's, it's, it's so much more than the money. It's so much more than the money. It's, you know, this is about young people and their dreams. Yep. Uh, and the last thing I'll add um, to that is you know, we were fortunate. We had Jordan Burroughs on with us the other night. And that was incredible. That, that was I mean, incredible. It was. It was great. And I had a lot of, you know, obviously he's, he's charismatic, well-spoken. But you think of, you think of how, how his life has changed, right, and, and the impact that he's had on other people just because of the platform he has now, right? And, and those are the things that, that um, you know, we need to keep, you know, in mind, you know, those, those kinds of stories and the impact that you have and that he'll, he'll continue to have, right? I mean, he will continue through the course of his life to probably impact millions. You know, I mean, he's got hundreds of thousands of followers and he has platforms to impact people. And so, you know, those are the things that, that I reflect on you know, that, that, that I see and that, you, that I value. I think those are, you know, the things people need to kind of uh, think about and remember. Huge, huge shout out to Jordan Burroughs. Um, that was, I mean, even, even for me, you know, my career is long since over, but the things that, the things that he said and the opinions that he had and the, the way he, I mean, just the way he composed himself and like, you know, talked to our guys. It was incredible. It was an amazing experience. So, um, yeah. Speaking of that JB, was nice thing. that was the nice thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll go off track. No, go ahead. Bit. Go, go, go. That was the great thing though about, uh, uh, I should be careful how I say it. You know, I'm going to say about quarantine, right? But <laughs> we did have lots of speakers. We were able to have different people talk to the guys and you know, we had Kevin Jackson talk to the guys. 
you know, we'll have more even, but it's, it's been nice to get some of those people on and hear their different perspectives. I do think that has been uh, kind of, you know, when you, you're looking for, you know, positives out of negative situations, sometimes those, that's been one of the, for me, is we've had some incredible guests on and to hear their perspectives has been really good, you know, and I think great for the team as well. Yeah. Um, speaking of JB, speaking of freestyle and professional competition, um, it's been cool to see, um, you know, some of these wrestling showcases that are starting to pop up across the country. Uh, yeah. There was one over in Chicago. Uh, there was one down in Texas. There's ones coming that I believe is somewhere out east. Is it in Virginia? Somewhere out east. Um, I thought Virginia, but I am less certain about that, honestly. Yes, 100. Yeah, but, but um, regardless, um, it's been great to see some wrestling. You know, we've, yeah, gotten to no. see some, we've gotten to see some very high-level high level matches and, you know, a nice combination of college guys and pro guys and a few different styles. And, and uh, it's, it's just been, it's been great to watch some wrestling. Yeah, uh, money matches, you know what I mean, are, they have kind of become a thing, more of a thing. And I think you'll, can, you know, continue to see that, you know, with women, you know what I mean, as well. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of growth and opportunity there for, for all aspects of wrestling. So that's been exciting. And I think by and large, what I've seen, it's been well received. Um, you know, people are, are thirsty and hungry. And, and we've talked about the Big Ten TV ratings, you know, how outstanding they were. So, so clearly there's an audience for it. And it will be interesting to see the growth and development of that aspect of the sport, you know what I mean, where it's, there's cards, right? Like, just like fight cards, there's more and more cards with matchups and, and creating those kinds of things. So uh, again, maybe this is going to be a positive that we see uh, out of, you know, out of this in terms of growth of the sport. And, and I think wrestling's kind of in a perfect position to, to take advantage of the emerging technologies, right? Like it, it used to be, if you wanted a lot of eyes on your event you needed a major television network to sign on and and sink hundreds of thousands of dollars into a production that ain't the case anymore you can you can roll out uh, you know uh, a smaller scale production it's it's a very confined area so you can do it you know technically with a with a smaller footprint and, and there's lots of online forums or you know platforms that are they're able to take advantage of built-in fan bases in a lot of them and and it, it's it's kind of the perfect sport for the 21st century, I think, in, in that in that way. And on top of top level um, wrestling, there's been some top level trash talk on social media too, which is which is kind of fun to follow from the fan perspective. You know, Corey, you you bring that up in the technology aspect. Um, I thought it was cool that some you know going back to basketball, which I I, I typically do. Um, the basketball tournament, the big event they had over in Columbus. Um, it was incredible. They had the guys calling the matches or the, the, the games, the guys calling the games, um, the play-by-play -play and color commentary, not only were they not on site, they were not in the same place. They were in two different states calling the same basketball game via video. And it, and it was fairly seamless. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's, it's a new age when you look at the technology and the way that they can produce different sporting events and, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's only gonna grow and get better, and and I think it could mean a lot for wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Yep, I think uh, that's important as well when you're looking at what this year could be, right? When when you're talking about 
how you control the environment. Wrestling is in a unique per, uh, position where we don't have to have 11 guys to run an offense, right? I mean, you don't need 22 guys out there in the field at the same time. And we can send them out one, one-on-one, you know what I mean? And so it really cuts down on the contact tracing, you know, the term we've all become familiar with. So you can have weigh-ins in separate locker rooms and they never see each other until they come out on the mat, you know what I mean? And then it's just two guys. So I think, you know, for where we're at right now, there, there is some positive in terms of how we can control the environment and, and situations we can create to train. So um, that's why maybe we continue to see this grow for the time being. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, did you have any favorite matches that you've seen so far? I know, I know you've watched, I know you've watched some of these cards that have happened so far. Um, was there, was there any one or any, any match that stood out to you that was especially awesome? Well, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed, uh, the Dake Camizo match. You know what I mean? There was a, there was a lot sure. of uh, lead up to that. Everybody's won world titles. You know what I mean? Now, um, you know, with Dake coming down to 74 kilo, uh, being an Olympic year, that will be very interesting to see how that works out with, you know, with him down to weight. Does that have an effect at all? Um, so I was really interested in that match that, I mean, it was just fun to watch two very talented guys. Um, I was really impressed though, uh, David Taylor looking, <laughs> you know, what, with what he did in his match. Uh, that was, that was impressive. Just attack. I was just attack. thinking the same thing. David was yeah. incredible. Another he level. had points going up on the, sto- uh, the scoreboard, like it was a pinball machine. You know what I mean? So uh, I thought that was, you know, that was impressive clearly. And against a really good opponent too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, not, Nothing against Miles Martin, right? I mean, no, that's, nothing at all. That was Jake was, you know, was after him hard, and and uh, you can see that he's he's really committed to what he wants to do. You know, he's been gone a little bit, right? He had the injury, and so now he's kind of making his way back. So I was interested to see him and what he would look like. That was very impressive. So no, lot lots of good matches, but you know, with uh, with Dake and Camizo, and then uh, you know Taylor having all won world championships. Those are kind of the guys you want to see where they're at heading into an Olympic year. Yeah, also, I think, I think that's so, so huge. Uh, since there were so many world competitions canceled this, you know, the last six months, to be able to have top-end competition less than a year out from Tokyo, you know, rescheduled Tokyo, is, it's great to see these guys being able to stay sharp. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, not everybody, when you look at these matches, was in great shape, right? But but they went out and they competed hard, you know. Um, I think you were you bringing up Darian Caldwell. You know, that guy, you know, there was a fan interest there. And, and I thought he did relatively well, honestly, for not competing, you know, in terms of just straight wrestling for a very, very long time. You know, the, the conditioning aspect of it is totally different. You know, you're talking about a, you know, a six-minute match, you know, very, very condensed amount of time, you know. So... I, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. There was a lot of different interesting angles to watch for different people. Uh, I'm not a big trash talker guy, just so you know. I'm sure fans do enjoy it. Uh, I'm. I got the gray hair. You guys can see. So I'm a little old school. I'd, I'd rather see guys just go out and and take care of their business. Um, but you know, there's no doubt that there is um, talk in, in the sport about about the personalities that we have, and and so uh, you hope that that we grow from this. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that next card will be fun to watch. Um, um, it's, it's uh, you know, and, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, we're, we're ready to watch some, some, some more matches. So, um, yep. 
Corey, you got anything else for us today? No, no, but I, I wanna I wanna let everybody know, you know, now that we're in season two, we're gonna we're gonna relaunch this thing. We're gonna try for weekly content. There may be some week, uh, weeks we have to miss if there's not a ton going on, but but uh, man, now that we're back, baby, we're not going away for a while. So so uh, be sure to uh, look for the Always Aggressive, uh, Aggressive podcast every week uh, throughout the fall and, and into the winter competition season. Absolutely. Guys, you guys, thanks a lot. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, everybody will see you down the road. Pull her up. Pull her up. <laughs>